I'm a covenant Living in the riches of my Lord and King, I'm a covenant man. Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again. And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham. The Lord told me how He wants me to be to abide in Him and His word. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Weeder, and today I'm going to be speaking on, on uh, nepotism God's way, or spiritual nepotism. <laughs> uh, you know, oftentimes nepotism is seen in a bad light, and a lot of time for good reason. Um, but when, when nepotism means is just, you know, when your family's in power, you have special benefits. And a lot of times that causes issues, but when it's got, done God's way, when it's with God, it's only a good thing. When we have that nepotism effect, that that favor with God, which we do as His children, it is only a good thing. And I, w- I want to start us off today in Galatians chapter 4, and starting in verse 5. It says, To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. You are a son. You're not a servant anymore. You were a servant in the law, under the law, but you are no longer a servant. You are a child of the Most High God and an heir to, to, to God. You're His heir. And when you think about that, think about what it would mean if you were the heir to an actual kingdom here on earth. If you knew that you were heir to the throne of the throne of England, you know that comes with a certain honor, with a certain responsibility, with, with, a, certain, with a certain treatment. You know, you would carry yourself different. You would act different. You are an heir. You are an heir to that kingdom, and we are an heir to God's kingdom. We are His children. We were made His children when Jesus died on that cross for us. And when we cry out, Abba, Father, He is our Dad. And I think too many times we forget that. And it is absolutely right to remember that God is God. Keeping in perspective who He is is very important. And knowing that He is God, the Almighty God, is perfect. But you also have to balance that out with remembering that Him, remembering Him as your Dad. He is your Dad. And he is the best dad you could ever ask for. Absolutely loving. Just the, I mean, the best dad you could ask for. He's, he is love. That's who he is. And when we have God, the king of kings, I mean, just think about where that puts you for a moment. You are a king. You are kings and queens in the Lord. He's the king of kings, but we have that authority given to us. We have that authority of a king given to us by the king of kings. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but it's because I'm so excited. Because, I mean, we are God's children. Again, imagine yourself. There is a king of a kingdom. Let's go traditional king, a medieval kingdom. There's a king sitting on the throne. You got the scepter, the sword, the whole nine yards. And he has a son. He's going to train that son, love that son, care for that son, 
raise him up. Everything that the king owns is his. And of course, again, there comes a certain responsibility with that. But there is so much privilege with that. There, I mean, he's not just some servant. He's not a cook in the kitchen. He's not a maid dusting up the bedroom chambers. He is a son of the king. And so are you. You are kings and queens, children of the king, the king of kings. It actually kind of leads into the next verse I want to share here with you. Luke 15, starting in verse 11, the, the parable of the prodigal son. It says, and he said, talking about Jesus, a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to, and despair, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father. I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, they be uh, and they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came, drew nigh to the house, and he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants, and asked what these things meant. Then he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry, and would not go in. Therefore came his father out, and entreated him. And he answering to, said to his father, Lo, these many years I do serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid, that I may make merry with my friends." But as soon as thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living in harlots, thou hast killed him for the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. And that's a kind of a, kind of a long parable here, and very well known. But this is a brilliant, wonderful example. Go figure, it's from Jesus. A brilliant, wonderful example of us in the kingdom. Even when we run away, even when we mess up, even when we transgress against our Father, He is still there. Even when we think that, oh, I messed up so much, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even worthy. I'm not even, I'm not even where I should be. I just messed up so bad. God is still st sitting there on that porch waiting for you, looking for you. You are always His Son. As long as you accept that birthright, as long as you accept that adoption, that childhood acceptance, that acceptance of being his child, you are his son, and that is not something easily revoked. 
You have access to all that is His. You have access to an inheritance. Your inheritance is everything provided for by Jesus. Everything provided for on that cross. Salvation, righteousness, healing, prosperity. Everything is yours because you were made a child of God. You are His child. You are His heir. You have an inheritance. You have full access to the kingdom. You're not just some servant groveling before God, begging for grace and forgiveness and mercy because I'm not even worthy to lick your boots. Be humble, but don't beat yourself up. You are a king and a queen. Well, depending on your gender. (laughs) You are a child. You are royalty. Walk like it. Act like it. When you're walking down the street, you shouldn't be hunched over, head down, eyes down, just trying to avoid eye contact, trying to avoid people. People are our mission field. We need to be speaking to them. Act in confidence. Walk, shoulders back, chin up, chest out. You know, you know, be the stereotypical king. Walk with confidence because you are a child of the Most High God. We should be the most confident assured people on the planet. I'm not talking about cocky now. Don't be cocky. Don't go walking around like, yeah, I'm all that in a bag of chips. Okay? Walk with confidence, with purpose, and assurity. I guarantee you, kings, princes, they don't walk around trying to prove something. They don't have anything to prove. They're kings. They're queens. They know who they are. They know what they have. They know what is rightfully theirs. They don't need to prove anything to anyone. Walk in that. Walk in the prosperity that you should have as a king, as an ambassador for heaven. Heaven has streets made of gold. You shouldn't be living homeless in a box. You should be walking in prosperity, walking in health. There is no sickness. There is no disease in heaven. You should be walking in joy and peace. There is no despair. There is no sorrow. You are a representative. You are an ambassador to heaven. Act like that. I I, I hear the example a lot of, if you go to like a third world world country, and I heard this one minister explaining specifically, he saw this in person. There was a third world country, and he was just walking down the street, and the street was just absolutely lined on both sides, just lined with people sitting on the street begging. And he walked up to these big old gates, They opened, he walked in, and it was completely different. Manicured lawn, beautiful building. He walked in, and they asked what he wanted to have for drink, to drink, and he says, well, I mean, what uh, what do you have? He goes, just name it. We have it. And that is what we are to be here on earth. The world out there is so dark, so depressing, so despairing. We are to be that light. We are supposed to be different. We are supposed to be better. We are supposed to be more prosperous, healthier, more joyful, more at peace. We are supposed to be more secure and assured in who we are. We're supposed to be that difference and that light. And we are supposed to bring more people into the embassy, into that manicured lawn, into that what do you want? Name it and we have it. That is who we are. That is who we are supposed to be. And there are too many Christians that think that they are still part of the world. They are still out there on the streets begging. They are still out there on the streets just saying, Oh God, if you could just give me a quarter, if you could just give me a quarter, 
it'll be good. Just five bucks for gas, make it to and from work and I'm done. That's all I need, God, please, please, please. No, stop it. You are a child, you are an heir. You have a rightful inheritance that you need to be walking in. Walk in it. Do not be begging for your rightful inheritance. It is your rightful inheritance and God has already provided it to you. All that he has is yours. All you have to do is believe and take hold of it. You know, the Bible says to believe you receive. And, uh, you know, that, that phrase gets thrown around a whole lot. But what it means is to be fully confident that you already have it. Walk in that absolute confidence that that inheritance, that health, that peace, that joy, that prosperity is yours already. Walk in that. And that's not to say the devil's not going to try to come against you and lie to you and tell you, oh, you don't have it. You don't. I mean, look, look at your bank account. I mean, you're overdrawn 50 bucks already. I mean, you obviously don't have it. Well, bless God, I do have it. It doesn't matter what my bank account says. I know what God said. And I have my inheritance already. He's going to try to do everything he can to lie to you and steal from you. But don't let him. The Bible says when we resist the devil, he will flee. Doesn't mean he might not cause a commotion, but he will flee. He has to. He has no other option. Because we are kings and queens and he is worth less than the dirt on the ground he is not worthy to even look at you you are children of the most high almighty all powerful god don't let that escape you don't let your self-worth escape you there are so many christians that think to be humble to have humility you need to act like you are the dirt you need to act like, oh, I'm not worthy, Lord. I'm not worthy. But you know what? You know what? We are to come boldly before the throne. That is who we are supposed to be. Come boldly before the throne. When the Bible talks about humility, in fact, the Bible actually says to think of yourself sober-mindedly. Think of yourself as who you are. Being humble is not thinking of yourself as dirt. Being humble is thinking of yourself as who God sees you. And God sees you as his beloved child. And he does love you so much. I want to I want to preface all of this all of this benefit by saying that there is responsibility that comes with this. When you are an ambassador when you are a representative, when you are a king, you cannot just act however you want. That is how kings in the Middle Ages got their heads chopped off. <laughs> they, act, they acted however they thought they could act. They acted however they wanted to act. Didn't matter who they hurt, didn't matter what they did. I'm the king, so what? My, so what? You know, I'm the king, it's all gonna be fine. Yeah, you can act however you want. You really shouldn't though. <laughs> yes, you have free will. You can make decisions, but you, if you want to live the way you should, if you want to be a good king, a good queen, a good ambassador, you need to act and represent the kingdom that you are standing for. Be the king. Be the queen of heaven. You are heaven's representative here on earth. Heaven is not a place of robbing, lying, um, stealing. It is not a place of broken promises. It is not a place of back talking. It is not a place of murder. It is 
a place of only good things and life and life more abundantly. I want, I, I want to make that very clear. Yes, you can act however you want, but because of what Jesus did on that cross, in fact, in 1 Peter 2.24, it's usually used as a healing scripture, by his stripes we were healed, but the first half of that verse talks about he died on that cross so that we might live unto righteousness. He died on that cross so that you could live a righteous life, not so you could just go around sinning. You were set free from the bondage of sin and death, the law of sin and death. And today I want to leave off with one last verse. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image and after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And so God created man in his own image, and it goes on. That is who we are supposed to be. God created us after his own image. He created us to be stewards of this planet. This is our dominion. When a king, I think about, I think about Esther. When the king is talking to Esther and says, anything you ask, even up to half my kingdom, and I will give it to you. Same thing happened. God loved us so much that He gave us this planet. He, he, he gave us a planet. Forget half a kingdom. Forget a whole kingdom. He gave us a planet to rule over and have jurisdiction over and authority over. You need to walk like you own this planet because you kind of do. God made it and He gave it to you to have authority over just like a king would give his, his son a job, saying, Son, I want you to go over to the city, take care of it, rule over it for a little while for me, on my behalf, under my authority. Exact same thing. God told us, Children, I want you to, to take care of this planet here, watch over it, have authority over it, under my authority, on my behalf. That is who we are supposed to be. When Jesus died on that cross, he restored unto us that authority and that power. And we need to start walking in it and acting like it. So as I close out today, I want to encourage you. Walk in that authority that you have. Walk like you are a king under the king of kings. Walk as his child and as his heir. You have a blessing. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping making these broadcasts possible. Subscribe to all our social media accounts on YouTube, Instagram, and iTunes for more teachings by David Weeder Ministries. Contact us to send praise reports, request prayer, or for more information about our ministry and how to become a partner.